Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our scenario is The Pipeline. It was written by Alex Gillott and Deve Brian Jackson. Our game master is Ian Christensen, and this is episode five. Our recap will be done by Keith Craig as his character, Walter Chapman. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Oh my God. Oh my God. I killed a kid. I, I, I know he was a creature when I fired at him, but, but now he, he's just some young kid in his twenties. Oh my God. What did I do? Anyway, they all gathered down in the TV room downstairs. Isaac, uh, Isaac took charge. He wanted to finish the sweep of the compound. And so he took on Petu and Bjorn to finish that and left me with Harry. They found some more evidence of damage that those creatures had done, but fortunately they didn't find any more of them. While I was sitting there with Harry, I decided, you know, maybe I ought to get the wallet of that kid upstairs. You know, someone's going to have to tell his family. Harry was really nervous about being being left left with Daniel, even though Daniel was comatose. Well, I figured I could just calm him down, and I handed him my rifle. I figured, what harm could he do? Well, boy, was I a mistake. As I was up there getting the wallet, I heard a shot. I come running down the steps, and there's and Harry swings the gun at me and takes a shot. Fortunately, he misses, although I had to pick a splinter out of, the, out of my cheek. Harry had shot Daniel. He claimed he was turned into a creature. Maybe he's right. I, I, I don't know. I mean, just looks like another dead kid to me. Anyway, I barely controlled my anger and resist the urge just to kick the living shit out of Harry, but I got my gun back. Isaac came running in, and he kind of uh, got on me about handing, him, handing Harry a gun. He's probably right about that. Well, I was just so exhausted, I couldn't even think straight anymore. Fortunately, we decided to hole up underneath the garage. We took some of the mattresses, and I laid down, and I, I was out. I really got a sound sleep. I didn't. I didn't wake up until, until I heard heard the shots. It seems that uh, Bjorn had saw some movement down the hall. He'd gotten on a pay two up, and they they went down there and they saw movement, took a shot, but didn't hit anything. Of course, so then we start hearing the creatures howling. I go. I go. I decided to go up to the garage to take a look around, and I heard uh, one of the creatures brush against one of the garage doors. Isaac, he he wants to go hunting, so he he goes up. He's like, "Well, we can go up to the helipad." Before he he gets the first one up, and next thing we know, he's grabbed from the top from the top his head, not pulled off, just he's lifted up. Blood goes everywhere. Bjorn and Anna pay to get some shots off. However, it took took my trusty old thirty out six to finish off the creature. Horrifically, we find that it's it's a beautiful young woman. Three dead, all with my gun. They're going to be able to trace this back to me. I better destroy this letter, as I don't need it, another possible confession for the police to find. Well, even if they do find it, I'll probably be dead too. I convinced the others that we need to go find Isaac. As a good military man, there's no way I'm going to leave a man behind. Where the hell did Harry go?
You're muted. Yeah, I'm just trying to get my buttons to work. There we go. Where did Harry go? Uh, Harry went down the ladder, down the stairs, uh, into the black, dark basement, uh, grabbed oh, yes. the mattress, climbed underneath the mattress, and he's huddled up next to the corner, uh, praying that nothing finds him. In the machine shop area. Got it. Right. right. But that probably only lasts about five minutes before he starts to think, I'm, I'm all alone in the dark, and I can't see anything, and that thing could be coming, and I won't see it coming, so I can't run away. So now I'm going to probably climb out from under the mattress okay. and creep, creep back up into the light at least. Well, see what the hell's going on. Bjorn and on Peitu, Walter. I believe we left off right after uh, Isaac got grabbed, right? And you saw mm-hmm. the uh, the body of the one you shot, but you saw a couple others grab hold of Isaac and pull him into the woods. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. So it was the middle of the night. It's freezing cold. Sky is pretty clear. The blood aurora is back. Oh, well, it never really went away, but it's just the storm the night before. You could never got a chance to really see it properly. Well, uh, I want to go after him, but I uh, I came running up here. I wasn't really – I just climbed up in the garage, so I'm not dressed. So I'm going to have to go back and get my winter gear on mm-hmm. before I head out into that. I'd assume us, too. Yeah. Yep. Now, remind me, it's Halloween morning, correct? Pretty much now, yeah. It's after midnight, so. After midnight. Okay, just so I know the timeline. Yeah, it's it, – you know, last night when you made camp in the basement, it was uh, the 30th of October. So it's now somewhere between uh, midnight and 1 a.m. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to go back down the ladder down to the machine shop where I'd had, where I'd taken off my winter gear to lay down, grab it. Hopefully, oh. I don't step on Harold. So if you're going there, you're going to meet me. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, oh, you got some kind of light, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I when I see the light, I start scrambling. Um, but then when I see it's you, I'm like, "What happened? What happened? What happened? I heard I heard noise and shutting and shooting and we we took another one out, but they they got one of us. They they ran off with Isaac. We gotta go get him. Are you crazy? I'm starting to think I am. Why why would you go after him? If they got him, they're going to eat him probably. That's why we got to go. We can't can't leave him to that. You people are crazy. Look, look, I got to get my boots on. You're really going to go out there? Harold, if it was you, would you want us to come for you? Well, I don't want you to leave me here by myself. They'll come back and they'll kill me. So Get we're dressed. all taking a trip. That's why we need you. Maybe we'll give you a pistol again. Or maybe not. Oh. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I reluctantly put my clothes back on whimpering and whining. Okay. So you're all geared up winter clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If before right. we went down, though, Ian, I would have made a point of on the roof making it, trying to get a good bearing on where we're heading to just so that we're not just wandering into the woods well from what you saw the uh the creatures headed off into the woods uh that you had come from 
that you'd come through. You remember where you found the Earth First camp and all. Hmm. Um, let me pull well, up my map here. Okay, is it goes. actively snowing? Is it snowing at the moment, or is it just snow covered? They should leave it's, a huge um, trail. Snow covered, yeah. It's not. Um, it's not snowing. The snow's blowing a little bit, but there should be a huge trail where they wa waded through the snow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Why don't we take the cat? Because uh, Isaac's the one that knew how to get it going. It's just a car. I, I would have gotten it going eventually. I'm not even going to respond to that. <laughs> Bjorn, do you know how to start it? I mean, that's not a bad idea, actually. <clears throat> we should just get in it and go. Do you know how to start it, Bjorn? I looked at my this is heavy weaponry you need or not heavy weaponry. Uh, it was not heavy machinery, but uh, if you have mechanical, well, you have a drive skill, right? I have a drive skill. Yeah, it's twenty five. Do you not have a mechanical high. engineering skill? I have mechanical repair. Mechanical 15. repair. Sorry, fifteen. Yeah. All right. Well, give me a mechanical repair roll. Forty five. <laughs> Do you want to spend thirty points of luck? Jeez. What do I got? <laughs> I don't know. That'll leave me. Or you uh, can push the roll. But let me let me push the roll. That means push the roll. What kind of bad thing could happen? Um, <laughs> no, it was, okay. Yeah, I know it's gonna happen. If you push the roll and fail, you think you know how to do it, but then when you try to actually do it, it's just gonna fail ridiculously. I can't think of anything okay. bad to happen. I'm not gonna have it explode. So that's just uh, all right. You don't need explosions Percent, in the garage. Percentile yet. for that. Yep. Yep, it's fifteen percent. You can't spend luck on a push roll, so twenty-seven. No, you still failed. Okay, you think okay. you can get it running? Hmm. It can't be I that think hard. I can get this running. Well, if you can, then Harold, we'll, we'll take we'll take this. Will you give me a gun? Okay. I gave you that thirty-eight. It's just because there wasn't any bullets. There's no bullets? No. Why'd you no, tell him that? What the hell's wrong with you? Well, I never I'll... found any bullets for it. So I turn it around Do I hold it like a, a hammer. Okay. Well, you, yeah. you have a baseball bat and a knife. I don't know where my baseball bat is. I dropped it when I ran. I have a pistol. Are you really going to give me a gun? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll hand. I'll, I'll. I'll. I'll show you how it operates, and if things get hairy, <laughs> I'll give it to you to use. How's that sound? What if the things got you? I'll toss it. <laughs> I don't. Know. I'll try my best to see that coming, and I'll throw uh, you a lateral, Harry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've got your 38 anyway. You can use that as a pistol whip, yeah? Mm. Okay. So uh, once you guys get all clothed up, ready to go, then Bjorn goes, tries to get the snowcat ready. You're going to try to track them from in the snowcat? Is that the plan? Was the plan. Okay, right. Got it. Cool. Mm -hmm. So Bjorn, um, go ahead and give me the, a, uh, a drive roll. You're going to need a hard success. Oh. Eight. You rolled an eight. Right. That is a hard success. 
You get it started, revs up, and you drive it right to the garage wall. Um, it doesn't break the, the vehicle completely or anything like that. It just it jostles everyone who's inside. If anyone's standing on the outside, let me know. Sorry, but guys. I imagine so. No. Hop in. Um, a bunch of shit falls off the wall of the garage, and, you know, uh, the wall's definitely been a little compromised structurally. Damn it. <laughs> it's not as easy to drive as you thought it would be, but you did manage to get it started. There's levers and shit. It's not a, I don't know. I never drove a tractor before. Come on, let's get out of here. Let's go. Let's go home. We're not going home. We're going after Isaac, remember? Well, we can go get the police and tell them to come back and get Isaac. This thing's like an armored car, Harold. We're pretty safe. I think that you should all be able to tell without a psychology poll that my character is kind of in like fight or flight mode and yeah. he, he's going silent and you can see him conniving and thinking of mm. how the hell can I save myself? <laughs> hey. all right. How fast is, uh, do we know snow how fast the snow count yeah, goes? I think downhill in a good, on a good service, they can do about 20 or 25 mile an hour maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is the direction we're going downhill no okay all right because really. i was thinking about uh being able to track having one of us outside the snowcat kind of watching the trail that way mm -hmm. we know know where we're going yes sure are you volunteering one of us. I, i'm good at tracking yeah unfortunately okay. yeah <laughs> so i'd say actually because this is going to be mostly uphill at least at the beginning because you gotta drive up to the forest where you remember you, you came over that hill Mm -hmm. That rise, you kind of got to look at the pipeline as you were uh, at the station when you arrived. So you got to get back up that basically. So yeah, it's going to be moving maybe 10, 15 mile an hour tops. Right. Is there a hatch on top someone could stand out of or no? You mean like a tank? Um, like an APC? Like that. The question is, is when you get I don't to think the forest. So. No. Okay. Okay. When you get to the forest, you're going to be able to drive it through the trees. Don't worry, there'll be a role for that. We'll see. We'll see when we get there, Harry. <laughs> uh, okay. I, Just in I case anybody wanted a reminder what the uh, snowcat's like. Oh, yeah. There's no hatch on that. No, no. No top hatch. It's got those big doors on the side, though. It's yeah. got a plow blade. Yeah, it yeah. does. That's why you smash into the garage door and, or garage wall and compromise the wall and not the vehicle. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Okay. All right, so Walter, you got to go out to get a head start. I suppose they start following the tracks, and yeah, they go um, up the up the hill and into the woods, practically right where you came out of the woods um, when you came for that. You know, okay. took that shortcut through and ran into the earth first camp. Um, Is there a blood trail? There's not much blood. No, every once in a while you see a few flecks, but um, I, I've got a quick question for the GM. The 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 guy the first guy who we killed uh who was a monster and you said there was a girl up on top that was killed that was a monster yeah the one that had grabbed isaac are they the, uh, are they caucasian or are they uh native americans um give me what would that role be oh well, i mean we just had to look at them right <laughs> yeah 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 fair enough um, definitely one of them, um, the, the, the young man you killed, uh -huh. or sorry, the young man that Walter killed, um, he was Caucasian, very Caucasian. Uh, but this girl, no, definitely not. She looks to be of 
um, indigenous. Okay, so since since we've got mixed uh, a Caucasian and then it doesn't mean anything to me. I mean, it's like they could be anything. Yeah. Well, that other kid, uh, the one that you shot, who was with the Earth First camp, he was Caucasian as well. Yeah. But then I panicked. I don't think he was changing. <laughs> In fact, didn't, didn't the one kid, um, the one kid told you he uh, was from Seattle, I think, didn't he? Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. The one that Walter killed. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so the, the trail does go into the woods. It is going to be difficult to navigate the uh, snowcat through the trees. You want to give it a go, Bjorn? All right. Um, just regular drive, drive roll. roll if you do. Yeah, yeah, well, you're going to need a hard success. You don't know how to, you know, this is the first time you've ever driven a snowcat. And... <laughs> 97, uh, 67 is not it. He doesn't get too far in to the woods before he smacks into a tree and a tree falls down over the top of the snowcat and tries to push forward and it, it uh, the only way he's going to be able to continue forward is by smashing through several more trees. Um, we should goes to back stop. it out. Um, give me a driver. We'll see if you can back it out. 70. Nope. Uh, in fact, you've damaged one of the, uh, the treads in the process. Awesome. Great. Way to go, Bjorn. And hey, it guys. was really noisy, Walter. Made a lot of noise. Yeah. <laughs> Knocking over a couple trees and got my gun out, kind of. Guys. Let's, let's get out. Guys, wait wait a second. Wait a second. I, I know I haven't been much use on this trip, but mm. something something doesn't make sense. Um the guy in the camp, it, if these are monsters pretending to be humans, then how does a monster know what a videographer is? Are these people that instead they're not monsters, they're people that are able to turn into these things, not the other way around? Makes or more sense. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I think we're all thinking, at least I am, like a werewolf. Well, I mean, you know. well when, when Ampeto said it, I kept, he kept calling about, I kind of imagined they were monsters that just mimicked or pretended to be humans, but they know too much to pretend. So I think sometimes they're, they're humans living in societies with the rest of us mm. because they know, they, they, they talk and, and act. His English was fine. Mm-hmm. Maybe they came up here and got infected by the monsters, like like werewolves. Yeah. Then what's their point? Are they just not wanting the Exxon oil pumping in the area, or does it have to do with that temple that the the people found? I think it has something to do with that map. Where is that temple? Well, uh, I Isaac. We can't. Dilly-dally. We're gonna have to walk now, aren't we? All right, I'll get out. Yeah, you're gonna have to walk. Yeah, we are, unfortunately. Now, Walter, I imagine you're still scouting up ahead a little bit in the woods too. Not, not too far, but not not too far. I definitely don't want to outrun my cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you'll notice that the tracks start to kind of curve around left um, until they're going almost due north. Okay. 
they redirected once they were in the uh, a little deeper into the forest. All right, and now it's heading, uh, yeah, heading northward, like right up the uh, this big hill. It's not quite a mountain, but it's a large hill that the uh, pumping station, or maybe series of hills at the pumping station next to you. You still have the map, right? That I gave you guys. Yeah, could you show us on that? Is it possible? Uh, I can, yeah, I can indeed, of course. Uh, and we're so we're headed north. Are we following the pipeline, or is it get, is it veering away from the pipeline? No, it's not following the pipeline. It's going almost due north. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Okay. Yeah, I can picture it. Mm -hmm. My my character, by the way, has kind of forgotten where anything is. So, I guess he would advocate going south to Shooting Landing, but he doesn't know which direction that is. Well, Shooting Landing is just the area where the pumping station is built. Oh, okay. Telegraph Creeks, Creeks, the nearest civilized, the nearest town. Yeah, yeah. Now, while you're in the woods, kind of making your way, working your way northwards. Now, um, what was it? Was, you did know, like there were some questions before that were asked, but I think you guys have just kind of maybe given up on those questions since Isaac got grabbed. Is that it? Someone was asking about a phone. Um, yeah, we like forgot pumping station. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. right now, we got to get this guy. Okay, no worries. Mm -hmm. So you continue uh, making your way north. Uh, it's a rough enough climb. These creatures obviously have a, a massive advantage when it comes to like climbing up steep hills and uh, running in thick snow, deep snow. You, you guys are moving again less than a mile an hour. Okay. Uh, especially since you're tracking and by dark. You know, well, yeah. by, by, by moonlight and blood aurora light. But yeah. Mm -hmm. It was a full moon, what, four days ago, three days ago, three and a half three. days ago? Yeah. Yeah. So at least you still have a decent amount of moonlight. But um, who all looked at that map that I think it was Isaac that found it earlier, right? The one that was uh, in the ins inspector's room with her stuff? The one that was drawn? Mm -hmm. Hand drawn. Yeah, and it also had a, a location for where this temple supposedly was, right? Oh, did it? So you'll notice as you get at the top of this hill that the tracks kind of diverge a little bit northwest now mm -hmm. as it works its way back down this hill and towards the next big hill. Um, I would like you guys to roll constitution rolls, please. All four of you, Harry, Beitu, mm -hmm. Walter, and Bjorn. Ooh, 95. Oh, out. Pass. Can I push it? Oh, um, I guess you could, yeah. If you fail, if you fail, you're going to collapse. Uh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll. All right. <laughs> you, everyone who failed suffers a, um, a level of exhaustion. Because it's hard work getting up this hill. And now you got to work your way down it and you see the next hill ahead. Okay. Um, and the cold is probably creeping it. into you a bit as well. You can, can push, push it too. Want. If you push I got it, a pretty fail, high you're value. Yeah, go for it. I just if got a pretty high If you value, fail, you're going to get a second level of exhaustion and you're going to collapse in the snow here a little bit. Not, you know. 45, I made it. Well, 45, I okay. exceeded. I have an 80. All right. You, you're pushing through the, the fatigue. You feel it, but you push it to the back of your mind. I'm tired, guys. That climb did take a lot out of you. Yeah. And the trail seems to be continuing northwest, which... Um, is in the direction of that uh, that temple, supposedly. 
Right. Good. The only issue with that is, hold on a second, and I'll tell you the range. Okay. It's over eight miles away from you. Uh, At your current rate of speed, it would take you about 10 hours to get there. He didn't take this into consideration. It's now like about two o'clock in the morning. So when we get up on top of a hill, is there enough light that if I got out some the scope on scope on a gun, I, I could be able to see uh, this? And I'm just trying to see if we can see these creatures moving. Like, do we even got a chance to someone get to it? Okay. Um, give me a, I guess we're going to call it a spot hidden roll. It's, right. um, yeah, you're using the scope to, to give you extra range, but you're still trying to spot something. No, no, no. They've, they've, they've got a good lead on you and they're probably moving a lot faster. Yeah. Hmm. You can see the trail. The trail continues up the next hill and over. Like, mm -hmm. uh, but it's not cloudy, so it doesn't look like there's going to be a storm that's going to wipe out this trail overnight. No, 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 doesn't seem so. What were the what were the people at the um, the station doing eight miles away from the station? That's weird. Why didn't they stay at the station? Like. It's real close to a maintenance and inspection hatch oh, on the uh, pipeline. Okay. I was just looking at the map. But yeah. Maybe we should have just followed the pipeline. Yeah, but travel would have just been as hard. Yeah, well, you could follow the farther. pipeline. It would also, yeah, it would be a lot farther. It would turn that eight-mile trip into closer to a 15, 16-mile trip. Well, let's just keep pressing on. What maybe, can we maybe, do? Maybe. At least daylight will be here in five hours. Yeah, the sun will be rising in about five hours. It'd be about an hour back to the uh, pumping station from here on I'm, foot. I'm paying to Bjorn. What do you think? You think if we keep pressing, we we get get more tired. One of you guys, one of us goes down, we could be in a, a lot of trouble. Is the snowcat repairable? I would. Yeah, probably. You've got parts in the uh, in the garage and the machine. Well, shop. I'm thinking out loud with you, you, you guys. I'm thinking if if we could. Sorry. If we could repair the snowcat and use it to instead follow along the pipeline instead of through the trees, now that we know roughly where he's going, would that be better? Well, it'd be faster. If you're going no, 10 miles an hour, it would just take two hours to get there. Yeah, what I'm worried about is that we're going to get there and we're going to be so wiped out, we're just picking. My fingers are starting to get numb right now, even. Right. He had a couple right. hours sleep in the snowcat. Like, I mean, it was uh, the person who's not driving and no some heat, little though. bit of sleep. We can sleep while it's being repaired. We're going to be a little bit of repair time too. I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be a long walk one way or the other, or not. Or do I think well, way. what it's not just that it's eight miles there and then it's eight miles to anywhere else. We got to come back walking. Yeah. And if, if Isaac is injured, you're going to have to be carrying him. We need the snowcat. Yeah, I, I hate to say, but I actually agree with Harold on that one. Okay. You guys got any repair skills between you at all? 
No. I know I changed oil. That's about it. I've got 10 on mechanical repair. Yeah. <laughs> Can we add them together, Paul? <laughs> okay. Well, let's, uh, we are putting our minds together. You know, it's kind of like 10. I think 10 is base, is it not? It is. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Yeah. Well, that's all my, right. my suggestion. Yeah. I, I, I got to agree. We're going to. Okay. I was hoping they didn't take him that far. All right. So it goes on for as far as you can see with your scope. Yeah. It goes yeah. over that hill. And yeah. I hope they didn't tell. just lure us out here so that they could destroy the the station behind us. Hmm. They did. They did. I mean, we're already out here. We got to go. All right. Well, let's head back. Yep. Start okay. heading back. No problem. Um. <clears throat> You head head back to the uh, back to the station. So Bjorn, you're gonna to try to repair this thing overnight, or what's the story? Might as well work at it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Unless... It's gonna to be tough. It's gonna to take you several hours uh, because of the distance it is also from the uh, garage. Uh, I'll say it'll take you about four hours to, to try to do, and it's gonna require okay. a mechanical repair roll. Okay. Yeah. Nobody else has any points spent in mechanical repair, right? That was Isaac. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So nobody can help you. Fifteen. This is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any manuals around? <laughs> oh my god! I rolled a ten. Are you? Maybe, you're helping him, Harry? Well, maybe I'm just standing there, and I'm like, "Well, that thing's broken. Obviously, fix that right there." Then hmm. that All right. Thing, I'll let you roll. Thing. I'll let you roll with a bonus die then, since he made a successful roll. Well, I just All right. <laughs> Twenty-two. Oh, 12 points. 22. So how many points are you off by? Seven? Seven. Did you do I spend seven points of luck? Yes, I do. All right. You'll have that thing uh, in operating condition again by sunrise. Excellent. So, so the Harold and Nana Paytu were the ones that were getting pretty worn out. Uh, I'll, I got a really good night's rest uh, while you guys were hunting for that cat. So uh, I'll... <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, now that Harold pointed out what was wrong, I'll, I'll kind of run the things back to Bjorn and keep an eye out, make sure he doesn't get grabbed while you guys get some rest. Thank you. So I'm going to go and try and catch a couple of thieves. You might have to drive this thing, you know, Walter. <laughs> I'm pretty beat. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I'll do it. All right. In the meantime, Isaac, <laughs> you awaken to the sound of a, a girl whimpering, sounds like, like, like trying not to cry. Is it me? It's not you, you don't think, because you don't feel it. Um, your head hurts, uh, and your eyes are closed. You can't see anything at the moment. It takes a strong conscious effort to force them open. You realize you're laying on something on a cold surface. You're not wearing your cold winter gear. You're, you know, your memory might kind of come back to you in flashes as you try to stimulate your body to, to react and to move. In the meantime, the, the girl's whimpering, you know, almost muted sobs continue. Um, you realize that the, the surface you're lying on feels like cold metal. Um, and as you kind of start to, to raise yourself up a bit and open your eyes and look around, you find yourself inside some kind of, it looks like a, a medieval crow's cage. 
except that it's large enough to hold a man. And it's made from some kind of rough metal. And uh, as you kind of expand your, your range of view a little bit, you realize you're in a tall chimney-like cavern room, if you will, a room of a cavern. Um, you can see, yeah, you are, this, this cage that you're in is hanging from the ceiling by a thick, heavy chain. And as you look around, there are seven more of these cages. Um, four of them are occupied. One of them, uh, you can see, is occupied by a young girl about 14 years age of age. Um, she's looking at you with pleading eyes, um, but holding her fingers up, her finger up to her lips as she kind of holds in her sobs and whimpers. How f <clears throat> I'm the only one in this cage? Yes, it's a one person cage. And I don't have, I don't understand. I don't have winter coats on. Well, whatever you were wearing when you reacted quickly to the uh, situation back at the uh, public station. You guys were sleeping, were you not? Uh, yeah, I guess I had assumed we were in our gear. Mm. But it's all you right. Might be, you might be in some of your gear, but I don't think you'd have all the heavy winter gear on. You were in a oh. heated environment and all, so. Sure, sure. Would I have my handgun with me? Ooh, give me a luck roll. You definitely notice your rifle is missing. Yeah. No strap, nothing. Nope. How no, about my the luck How roll? about my knife? Um, so you failed the luck roll. So you you check your sidearm holster, is it? Or uh, yep, yep, yep. You have it normally. Yeah, and the the, the holster is empty. The the pistol is missing. Um, you reach down. Where's the knife? In your boot, is it? Or I would think that yeah. it's you know it's part of like a kit, just it, yeah, sort of so. in the back of a webbed belt or something. Yeah, it's there. Okay. You do have your knife. Don't have your gun. What's the? How far distant am I from these other cages? I, we're in some kind of a semicircle or a circle. Um, hold on a second. I have a map of this. I can't really give it to you yet, but um, I'll just get to it. And it's it's dark. There's no light source, or is there? Um, it's pretty dark. There is some light, and uh, as you kind of look around, you'll see there is a, a floor, or there's a hole in the uh, the center of the, the chamber, like a well-like opening. Um, and you can actually kind of feel um, like a warmer breeze kind of emanating from that direction. Um, and you notice the room, this this cavern that you're in is not it's not covered in ice or anything. It's it's um, probably in that 50 to 60 degrees Fahrenheit kind of range. Um, and there are, or there is a torch uh, stuck into um, like a crack in the wall near the exit from the room. I'm still actually need to pull up my map so I can tell you exactly uh, what the dimensions are of this room. Apologies for that. Um, here we go. So, oh Jesus, yeah. This room is easily, um, say, 75, 80 feet across from one, from say side to side as you're facing the exit. And then from, you know, back to, to front, you know, behind you and up to the actual exit itself, it's about uh, 60 feet. 
It's big. It is big. So these cages, sorry to answer your question, probably be spaced eh, maybe about five to six feet apart from each other at the, the closest points. And the girls is right next to yours. Oh, are they in a circle or are they in a line? Yeah, they're more of like a circle. Okay, it's actually not that organized, but yeah, it's okay. It's not um, that perfectly, uh, you know, symmetrical. But and they're not on the floor; they're dangling from chains up above. They're dangling from chains. Yeah, you're actually though no, you're only maybe, um, yeah, about five feet off the ground. You reckon hmm. looking at the, the the cave floor beneath you? How hurt you am could... I? Oh, you've got one hit point. You're pretty badly hurt. We never did decide a, a major wound, did we, for your injury? Um, I don't. I a specific something. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. You'd suffered enough in enough damage to take a major wound. We'll call we'll call it a uh, concussion. Something that would need proper treatment and stuff to, to actually get over. Something that does just heal for sleep in a few hours, etc. It also means that if you go unconscious again, you're at risk of death. And the girl that's five or six feet away from me is motioning me to be quiet. I yeah, is there is there some sort of a door or something on this thing? On the cage? Yeah. Um, give me a spot hidden roll. You gotta look around it. You should probably nope. be making that with a penalty die as well, actually, because I'm pretty sure it doesn't matter. It. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, fair enough. You can't find any sign of a door, no. just like the metals twisted together. Um, you're not even exactly sure how you get in or out of this. There must be an opening that you're just not seeing or something. Just a, sort of at a loss for what to do here, dangling with one hit point. Yeah. Um, how about an idea roll, since I'll probably make that with an 80? Um, sure. I do make that. Not finding any point of like a, a hinge or anything like that for a door, the idea comes to mind that maybe the the bars have to be kind of bent or shaped because they all do look very twisted and there's no... Uh, oh, you know, like maybe something's pulling us apart and then squeezing it back together. Something like that, maybe, yeah. I'm a little larger than your average size bear, but I wonder, could I wiggle through a larger opening? You could certainly try. What's your size? 60. 60? Okay. Um, so give me, let's call it a dexterity roll. Oh my God. <laughs> 100. That's a botch. Wow. Yeah, yeah. you're like, I you're think like, I'm it, it's going to be really tight. Like, you. You think maybe if you like stripped and were like lubed up appropriately, you might be able to squeeze through some of the areas, but you, you might crank your neck in the process as well. Be pretty tight. I think I, I think I look at the, who, what are in the, uh, uh, Oh, you want to see look, who's in the other cages? Well, I mean, I, is there anybody standing there? Are they lying there? What are they doing? Yeah. The other three, right? Cause yeah, you're the fifth. So the girl, like I said, she's just holding her finger up to her lips and she's trying not to cry audibly. Um, 
the other three do not seem responsive whatsoever. They're, they're almost like catatonic themselves. Um, one of which is a woman looks to be approaching middle-aged. Um, average height, bit on the heavy side, pale skin, wide blue eyes, just staring at nothing at the moment, apparently. Large nose, round chin. Sort of length, frizzy red hair. Um, Loose-fitting, simple clothing. Um, looks to be semi-formal. So you're thinking she might be a, a, an Exxon employee. Um, formal like business formal. Like I said, semi-formal. Is that not quite business formal? It's more like, uh, well, yeah, you made a good idea. Already. You figure this, is, this could be one of the inspectors? Yeah, I figure they've all got to be from the pump station. I mean, where else are they going to come from? Well, um, the the 14-year-old girl you don't think is from the pumping station. There's no, there shouldn't be any kids out there. Um, who else do you see? There's another gentleman who is uh, also dressed very much like, uh, like one of the, the pump personnel. He's uh, in his early 30s. Um, kind of lanky, darker skin, black eyes, pointed nose. Um, his he has shoulder length brown hair actually, which is uh, currently kind of matted with blood. Uh, but you can just looking at it, you can tell that it was styled uh, before whatever happened to him happened to him. Um, he's even got one of those really really annoyingly. Um, sculpted goatees um, and of course there's the 14 year old girl like I said she's uh, probably just a little over five feet tall um, very dark terrified eyes um, her hair is actually short curly brown um, her clothes actually look slightly too big on her like maybe she's been in here a long time or something like her, her clothes look way too big on her body. And then there is another man here. Um, looks to be maybe in his late twenties. Um, average height build, um, brown skinned, deep brown eyes. He actually looks uh, indigenous. Um, definitely not Exxon, you don't think at all. Mm. Um, yeah, very like disheveled um, clothing. Um, actually, you give me a spot hidden roll. Fail. Okay. And that's, those are, did I forget me? Yep, that's everybody. So there's the two girls and the two, uh, two gentlemen. Is there is there a lot of noise in this room, or is it just quiet? Not hearing it's anything. Quiet. Um, give me a listen roll if you want to listen more. Because the first thing, the sound that was most prevalent in your head was this girl trying to stifle her yeah, sobs. No, I, I failed that. Um, that yeah. It um, doesn't smell very nice, though. There's kind of a musty smell, almost like an animal smell. I try to, I mean, I try to whisper to the girl. Sure. What do you want um, to say? Can you get out? 
She goes, they're, they're, they're just outside. How long she have you been kind here? Kind of points at that, at, uh, the only opening you've noticed in the wall. How long have you been here? Um, oops, that's the wrong month. There we go. I, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe uh, a week? Uh, maybe more? And where'd they get you? Uh, from the from the pump station. You work there? We were sent there to find out why none of the workers were there. But we've got to get out of here. How? Those things, they're, they're just out there. There's a lot of them. What's down there? And I point Detect to the center, the center hole. I don't know. Are these other people alive? She looks over and she says, they're, they're all alive, but I think uh, they can't handle the stress. She points at one of them um, and says, that's, that's Dennis. He's from my, my town. The, those creatures attacked the town and took both of us. I don't know the other two. They must be from your pumping station. How many, how many empty cages are there? There are three empty cages. Those creatures, what, what do they want with us? Why are they keeping us here? It's not good. Whatever it is, it's not good. Uh, they, drag, they grabbed me and dragged me here. I'm... They're not... They're not normal animals. They're no, they're, they're not. They're smart. I've heard them talking. Are they always beasts? When we kill yeah. them, they change. You killed some. Yeah, they can be killed. Not by me, but they can be killed. Um, yes. Like You, you, you think we can get out of here? Well, we've got to try something. But I can't get out of this cage. Yeah, they just they just bend the bars and, and put you in there, and then they bend them back into place. They're very, very strong. Uh, maybe they've bent out someplace really too much, and I can bend it. I'm going to try to just pull the bars open a little bit. I'm strong. Okay. You gotta look for a place and uh Yeah, I mean I don't suspect this is gonna get me anywhere, but it's worth a shot. Um Well you've got a, a mechanical repair. This isn't exactly mechanical, but it kind of is it's similar. You're trying to find a place to apply pressure and go ahead and give me a mechanical repair roll and I'm gonna give you a uh I'm gonna make it a hard a hard check, but if you find a if you get a success, you'll find a place. Oh that, that does you... it. 26 yeah. on a 75. Yeah, yeah, that's a hard yeah, success. Yeah, it does, yeah. Yeah, you find a spot 
where you think obviously this is probably where they open it the most. And uh, what's your strength? Sixty. Oh, give me a roll. How much luck do I have? I got plenty. Cool. Nice. Finally, uh, that's a hard success. All right, you start to pull, and yeah, it, it makes a horrible sound, but you feel it give a bit. Okay, once I've got it to a point where I think I could get through it, I just wait. Oh, you're gonna just keep bending it and making the sound? Well, I'm gonna to try to, yeah, I'm gonna try to judge it. Judge the amount of noise? I maybe? don't know. I'm gonna try to not have it make <laughs> as much noise as it can, but I mean, what am I gonna do? Yeah, yeah. Um, give me a spot hidden roll as you're working at this. No, I'm too focused on it. Okay. I'm way too focused for that role. Okay. So you're pulling and it's wrenching and, and screeching and you get it about the right size. You're pretty sure you could squeeze through, uh, you know, sideways, right? Yeah. Um, and as soon as you look the girl's like eyes are open wide and she's pale as a ghost and, and her m mouth is hanging open. And then you realize there's a horrible smell and you turn and see one of the creatures standing about five feet away from you. You're six feet off the ground, right? Yeah. And I said, yeah, I was sitting about six or five feet off the ground even, I think it was. Yeah. And you're maybe about six feet tall. Yeah. 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 Right. Okay. So it almost is eye to eye with you while standing on the ground outside the cage. And it's looking at you, and it's looking at the bars that you've just bent. This might be the first time I've actually seen one. Oh, it is. I'm sorry. I, I think it is. Should I make a sanity roll? Yeah, you definitely need to make a sanity roll because you've never seen one of these before. Um, I'll share the image again. I guess. Oh, that's okay. I remember. Yeah, I fail. You fail. Oh, yeah. Okay. Not by a lot, but I fail. Uh, it's going to be five points of sanity. Give me an idea roll. As, yeah, I mean, you're looking at, what is it? The oh my God, my intelligence is 80. Werewolf. So my intelligence is 80 and I rolled a 65. I, I mean, I've got enough luck to push it up above 80, but I don't know if I really want <laughs> no, no, to. No, 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 no. <laughs> you can't spend luck to fail a roll. Sure you can. <laughs> you can? I've never heard sure. of this. <laughs> Especially an idea role. I mean, I, I would, I would have the advantage if I failed it. Right. Of course, I understand that. But um, give me a D10 roll, or are you gonna spend the luck? No, I'm not. No, we'll see what happens. I, I, think, I think it's cooked. So as you're looking at this thing, you realize that its face, because it's terrifying, but at the same time, this is the first time you've ever seen a monster, right? Mm -hmm. So. It's kind of also fascinating at the same time, and you're just taking in all the details of it, and you realize that its face has very distinctive, almost human-like features underneath the bestialness of it. Um, what did you roll on that, D10? Sorry? A two. A two? Yep. Uh, give me a D3. A one. A one. And you are struck blind. Psychosomatic blindness. It will last for about the next six rounds. 
that is your uh, your what do you call it bout of madness. Right, right. So I um, think I think in my involuntary action is just to throw myself away from that. Okay, back towards the other the, uh, yeah, just yeah. kind of rock the whole and thing. And you feel the and, cage. The cage does rock, and you feel yeah, yeah. Um, as something grabs hold of the cage and almost steadies it, and you can hear the sound of the metal bending again. Uh, but it's over in less than a second. Right. And then when you uh, after the you know, 36 seconds or so pass and your eyesight starts to return, you realize that, yeah, the, the cage was bent right back into place. Right. Um, and there's no sign of the creature now. It's, it's, it must have left the room. And the girl's just kind of rocking back and forth. She's got her hands around her legs, knees up to her chin almost, and she's just rocking back and forth. She's no yeah, I, I think Isaac probably is too. Okay. Back to the rescue party. Now, Bjorn would have spent about four hours, all told, working on that uh, on that thing. He's got to run back and forth to the garage as well. Um, did, did you all try to sleep otherwise, or did anybody stay up? I say that, but I'd gotten like seven hours. Yeah, you've already had eating. enough sleep, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, pay to? I tried to sleep. I was hurt. And Harry, you tried to sleep too? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, let's see. It's four hours. How much sleep did you do? You remember how much sleep you got before the thing? Probably me? a few hours, yeah. Who? Me? Yeah, yeah. I, I cut like three or four hours, I think it was. Not Harry, you, you got a few as well, yeah? Okay. Yeah, but you so had to give me. Tied I was tied up, so oh, I wasn't happy. Right. right. Or comfortable. Give me give me four constitution rolls. And let me know how many successes you have. If you get a, um, a hard, uh, extreme success, let me know if that count double. And pay two also, or just? I'm pay two and Harry both. Oh, yeah. okay. Not Bjorn, because he stayed up working. And Walter, he stayed kind of on watch, because he already had a lot of sleep. I, I passed one of them, and it was a hard roll. It was a hard pass. Yeah, but all failures. the other ones were failures. Yeah. yeah. You only got an hour of sleep, really. An hour of good sleep. Um, so you'll suffer another level of exhaustion. Um, so that's two for you now, right, Harry? I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, pay two, how did you do in your rolls? I failed one, passed two, and one extreme. Okay, you get enough sleep because with the couple hours you had before, then you got a full night's sleep. So you did you have any exhaustion already? I had one exhaustion just from climbing okay. that You'll mountain. wake up with no exhaustion again then. You'll be fine. Um, all right. Where is my bit on exhaustion? Hmm. Okay. So it's... A little after six o'clock in the morning by the time uh, no, close to seven actually yeah because you had to walk back so about seven o'clock in the morning Bjorn has the uh, the snowcat repaired uh, I'm paying to and Harry you guys can, can get up I don't know if you're gonna if anybody's even thinking about breakfast or anything yet but two levels of exhaustion Harry means that you have a penalty die for all skill checks and your speed is halved okay I'm paying okay. to when you were looking around. Did you see any explosives? 
The reason why I ask is that map that you guys have of the cave says something about dynamite on it in case they had to blow up the fucking caves. I don't recall dynamite, but there's plenty of gas for the snowcat and other vehicles here. Probably oil, other combustibles. Um, GM, did I see dynamite anywhere? I don't recall dynamite, though. Um, well, you guys didn't do a very thorough search, either, in fairness. Right. You just cleared the buildings to make sure there were no monsters. You don't remember oh. seeing any dynamite, no. Harold, we, I mean, we ran through this building pretty quickly. If you and I do a more thorough search, they might need it to blast some snow if it's piled up somewhere or... Only if it is, it's, I'm just saying that we might need to blow this place up to keep these monsters away from the rest of us. I don't know, but dynamite and, and big creatures kind of seems like a good idea to have, so... If we could there find was, some. Um, you might remember in the garage, there was a three foot square wooden crate with the words fragile stenciled in red, but you guys never checked out. Hmm. That's uh, probably just China. Big lamp. I, I'm going to be like, yeah, Harold, you're probably right. It's probably just some test tubes and stuff. But at some point, I'm going to slip away by myself and go check because I don't want Harold having dynamite. <laughs> Give me a spot hidden roll. You'll find the crate, no problem. Uh, oh, 05. Oh, 05? Yeah. And also, there's another box, uh, a wooden box on the floor behind the crate um, that is clearly marked TNT. Nice. Inside that box, you'll find 10 sticks of dynamite. Um, you want to look that... at the other box, too, the fragile? Yeah. Box or no? no don't need. Okay. Yeah. I'll look um, yeah. It's got a uh, it's got a shipping label on it. it. Says it's being shipped to uh, the United States. Um, Pre-approved by U.S. Customs. Just kind of un unusual. Inside of it, there's some kind of a fossil that looks like a an animal uh, skull, similar to a human but enormous. Um, you, given your experiences the last couple of nights, don't have to make any uh, checks yeah. to think this is one of those creatures' skulls. Um, some kind of a primate, obviously, but not any known species or recognize, uh, accepted species. Um, oh! Give me, sorry, give me a natural world or anthropology check anyway, because there's something else that you could possibly pick up. Natural world is 70, so uh, 59 out of a 70, so just a normal success. Okay, no problem. Yeah, it's definitely primate. You think it's these creatures, um, but it's some kind of an older fossil. Hey, guys, I think you need to take a look at this. Like, I'll yell, like, loudly. Out. Oh, you found some TNT. Good. Yeah, and this. <laughs> he picks up a fucking, yeah, it looks like a Sasquatch, werewolf, whatever, Yeti skull. Well, it is Halloween. They were shipping it to the States. They knew about this. Well, that doesn't make sense. Well, I wait mean, a you second. Know, they turn into people. But we know that they knew about it because we got a map of the caves. Yeah, but that could be some people that got attacked or found it. This is 
document like they were look look at the shipping label look at everything it's yeah, bypassing I... customs even does it have a cave does it have a name on the shipping label who it was going to who nope it's who... just an address okay doesn't say h fink on it or anything <laughs> well what if this it is the, not now what if this is the main werewolf and and if we destroy it, then it'll kill all the other werewolves. <laughs> well, that's already nice. dead. You've been watching too many movies, Harold. I don't know how these things work. It works on TV. And besides, the thing came true. That that guy changed. And then mm-hmm. you tied me up. Dicks. He shot um, someone. Yeah, because he left me alone with a guy who was changing into a monster. I told him not to leave me alone with that guy. Before you, uh, before you depart, is there anything else you want to check while you're here? I don't think you never well, did fix the radio, right? No, we didn't. No. Does anybody I, have I electrical said, rip? I don't think. I told right. you to fix the radio. You got to get Isaac back. He's the only no. one. Yeah. Now there was there is a phone in the in the main office, of course. Sorry. Go ahead. I'm paying too much. Sorry. The dynamite, does it have fuses? Do we need blasting caps? Does it need electrical charge? What? Uh, no, you have everything you need there. Okay. That's... Um, fuses, blasting caps. All right. Is it uh, red and does it say TNT down the side of it? Yeah, I, exactly. You know, there's uh, a couple of black me, black me, ones. Acme, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> does anybody know how to use this? I know light the fuse and throw, but does anybody actually know how to use this? Because I anybody really have don't. a demolition skill? No. Yeah. No. Isaac probably has that too. He's I've got an eighty-three in demolition. No, I'm just joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, should we divvy it up between us in case you know? I don't want to. If you bump into something, isn't it going to blow up? Yes, it will. I wasn't actually talking to you because I figured the two military guys are myself. If it bumps too hard, it will go off. So if one of those creatures punched you in the chest and you had it, it will go off. Hey, you don't, don't want that, Harry. I didn't want to put you into that situation. So each take yeah. three sticks and somebody gets. I'll the happily point. take a couple. Yeah, I'll yeah, take a. Yeah. I'll take some. Putting in some like my snow <laughs> snow pant pockets. Okay, so you got ten sticks. I'm paid to how are you divvying up? Three each, and whoever wants to grab the the last one, or leave one in the vehicle. Yes. There we go. All right. There we go. All right. So you each have three six of dynamite. Not you, Harry. Hmm. I'll just stay behind all of you. Yeah. Smart. I've got the lighter. Hey. I got the hippie's lighter. So. Yeah. You need to get back into the snowcat and. Uh... Yep. Work your way around the woods. Now you know where they kind of go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Walter's going to drive if that's okay. And maybe I'll catch a couple of hours sleep while we're doing this. Yeah. Well, um, let's just say you average, because the terrain, so let's say you average 10 miles an hour, you're still going to get there in less than an hour. Oh. Well, you know, if you go by the way, the pipeline take about an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. If that's the way you're going to go. It makes more sense. Yeah. So now somebody. Yeah, about be- an hour and a half. Oh, sorry. Somebody might be able to answer this for me because I'm not 100% sure. Um, I have on my character sheet, I have a box of waterproof matches in the sealed plastic container. Are mm-hmm. they strike? Would they be strike anywhere matches or are, no? 
Not the ones I've seen. I I, I see. I don't know. That's why. Mm -hmm. If okay. you got now, I say to the group. I show them that. I say, if you guys have some sort of way to strike them, I can give you each a couple matches. That, so in case the lighter gets wet, at least the waterproof matches might be able to. But I only have one striking source on the box. Well, I got my Zippo because I'm a smoker. So well, you know, I got a Zippo. That I took off the hippie. So all right. I, I mean. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Make sure right. we're not shit out of luck somewhere. There you go. You got your waterproof matches. They got zippos. Mm -hmm. All right. I assume it's like two levers or. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know anything I've ever yeah. been on the inside of a snowcat. I'm afraid, Maybe. but uh, yeah, I imagine something like that. Yeah, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I get a couple cigarettes smoked while we're going. So by the time you get out there. It will be um, about close to nine o'clock in the morning. We'll say. Oh, I grabbed um, some MREs for everyone on the way, if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. You had all that stuff in your camp area anyway. You yeah. taking all mm -hmm. that food down there, so which was right underneath the uh, garage. You know, the machine shop is where you were camped. So yeah. Um, so you are heading to the cave now. One second here. Get to the right spot. There we go. So even, you know, in the uh, the daylight, which is a little bit comforting, you know, the uh, the morning um, bays the valley in an eerie amber hue. Um, your nerves are all probably quite frayed, but at least the uh, the reprieve of daylight gives you a little glimmer of hope. Um, if Isaac hasn't been eaten already, that if they are indeed taking people alive for some kind of other dire purpose, you might you just might be able to save him after all, and then fix the radio and get evac. It's possible. As you uh, approach the cave, though, which is on the original map I sent you, it's the suspected eco terrorist camp area. Um, you see it there, northwest of Isolation Mountain, I think it's called. Yeah. Um, the black opening of the cave stands out in stark contrast to the white snow surrounding it. As you approach, um, you realize it's probably not a good idea to drive the snowcat into the cave. I assume. Yeah, um, we're not going to do that. <laughs> you uh, will see the tracks leading into there. Okay. Uh, you'll see lots of tracks going in and out. There's all kinds of footfall, footwork, you know, whatever, footprints. Mm -hmm. Yeah, whatever. There's been a lot of traffic in and out of this cave. And we're talking like Sasquatch traffic, not human traffic. Uh, before we go in, I'm going to definitely scan the horizon, look, trying to see any movement or anything out here besides the cave. You haven't, no. Um, just the cave itself now. Um, it seems pretty quiet at the moment, although, like, obviously, there's plenty of sign of creatures coming and going from here, so. Right. Um, so right. that, that, that quiet inviting feeling you might get from it is obviously a, a little bit misleading right yeah yeah i don't like this i don't either but we got we got here let's get in let's get out do you approach on foot is there a way to get in like from the sides that we're not walking right straight at the entrance or is that out of our way yeah yeah it's a pretty wide opening um 
I don't have um, an exact measurement report here. Oh, there, oh, here it is. Yeah, the cave entrance is roughly about twenty feet wide, twelve feet tall. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, as you're approaching, though, you can definitely feel a slight breeze blowing out of the cave. Uh, despite the fact that it's well below zero out here, the air coming from the cavern is even colder, which is unusual. Yeah, that's weird. Um, there's also a faint Look. odor carried to you. Um, it's very rancid, sour, and metallic. That, that the map said that it was cold inside. Yeah, it was cold. Above the uh, entrance, you'll notice as you get closer, there's a large crimson handprint marking the stone. Um, definitely way too big to be human. And you can see scratch near the end of each fingertip, like a claw mark. Mm -hmm. Now, do you guys see a place where we could put the dynamite to blow the whole thing up, or? Let's well, scout it out a bit first and see if we can find. Remember, Maybe we need to look inside the entrance for that. Because th didn't the map say something about that? Yeah, well, I guess we want to blow up the temple if we can. Ask George about dynamite in case. We should have looked at this map. It says, ask George about dynamite in case. That's what I said. That's why, that's why I told Aunt Petu to get the dynamite if there was any. I didn't look at the map. I just looked at the pictures. <laughs> that's why I'm the guy who does the... <laughs> and you're right. the guy who does the other thing. So yeah. as you get in, are getting close to the cave, I need uh, sanity checks from all four of you. As the uh, that fetid air smacks you right in the face. Twenty six. I'm good. Fifty nine pass. Thirty eight pass. Twenty one pass. I guess yeah, we're all in any sanity. We are it's, sane. It's, it's it's abhorrent, but it's you know you've you've seen worse in the last twenty four hours than yeah. fetid air. We weren't we weren't expecting perfume. So <laughs> give me um. So as you get closer now, that's within ten feet of the cave. Now as you kind of get up to the entrance itself, I would like listen checks from all four of you. Ah, fail. 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 All nope. fails? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I didn't hear somebody's response, but yeah. No, sorry. I, I was waving my hands like, no. Oh, okay. Sorry. Great. Right. It was silent because I didn't okay. hear anything. Yeah, the wind is just like screaming and howling through this entrance. Like, uh, you know, pretty noisy right here itself. Uh, is there light coming from the cave, or is it... All you can see pretty... from outside right now is perfect darkness within. Okay, great. Now, have you done any spelunking before? You're an Arctic survivalist, right? I am. You would know probably that, you know, you if you go into the cave, your eyes tend to adjust to the mm -hmm. lower light. So, you know, maybe... If you take your time, maybe about 10 minutes, something your eyes should adjust pretty well to the in inside. Uh, that said, you don't know if there's any light beyond, much beyond the entrance. Right. Okay. Can't see at the moment, so. All right. Well. We still do have some glow sticks each, so. No, yeah. You, you, you would... said that there's, a, <clears throat> that there's a breeze coming out of the cave? Yeah, and fetid air. And now as you're getting closer, kind of standing in the opening itself almost, uh, you can see there's stuff strewn about the entrance, uh, just kind of uh, just inside the entrance. You see like articles of shredded clothing, boots, gloves, coats, 
So, you see a, a wallet, some watch, some jewelry. One thing I, I seem to recall from nature programs is that if there's a breeze coming from the cave, then it's a really, really big cave. Big caves breathe. Well, I mean, those big of creatures in there, and there's a bunch. They need a big one. But we got somewhat of a map. Assuming this is the map of this cave. So this Man, is all their stuff, stuff, isn't it? Yeah, I wonder if this is the stuff from the victims or the stuff after they turned. Well, I it's probably the stuff from the victims. I was just going to say, I want to look at the stuff and see if it's bloody. Okay. Yeah, you want to kind of examine the area? Yeah, because like maybe they just um, picked the people up and ate them and then threw the clothes up. They'd be all bloody then. And while he's doing that, I'm just going to kind of step into the cave and try and let my eyes start adjusting. Mm-hmm. Sure. Good idea. Yep. So, Harry, as you're looking through, you realize it looks like the discarded belongings of over a dozen people. Um, give me a spot hidden check. 78. No, that's not good. Oh. Do we know how many eco-terrorists were predicted to be present when they said no. there were eco-terrorists or, or even no. the North Wind? No? Okay. No. It was just suspected that the North Wind would be involved. Um, yeah. So they're not covered in blood. They're not soaked in blood. Um, some of them, um, yeah, some of them have, have uh, is this what I think it is? All right. So there's been violence here. Yeah, some of them definitely have blood on them. Maybe a little of each. Like, oh, you, you see like something them. that looks familiar in the Detritus, Harry. And you reach out and see it's an Exxon identification badge. Oh. It uh, belongs to Anna Levesque. It's attached to a fragment of clothing and stained with blood. The badge indicates that Anna Levesque is a Canadian government safety inspector from Vancouver. Well, I don't think she'll be needing this. I toss it away. Okay. Probably right. <laughs> but yeah, these are going to be the, the victims. They were probably at the station. Your eyes, your eyes are starting to adjust. Um, right. Okay. So now that they are... Uh, so on the map of the cave, it looked like there was a... Uh, the entrance and there is like a fork, one going right, one going left. Is that what we're seeing? Um, yeah, more or less. Let me look at that map. Um, that map is over here, right? Yeah, now it's a pretty large scale. You see that where mm-hmm. it says entrance there? I mean, that's mm-hmm. over 20 feet wide, that okay. little area, you know, right. just the actual cave mouth itself. Right. So it's, they're pretty big tunnels and, and such. Right. So there is definitely, uh, go back to my actual one here. There is a, a, a passage off to the left and a passage off to the right from this area. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, shouldn't be, we had, we'd be heading towards the big temple. That's what I was thinking. So that would be left, yeah? Yep. Okay. Well, the, it, where it says scratching on this map. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we pass like another offshoot kind of? 
Yeah, so as you come in, you start to kind of go around to the left and you're going to come to a, another large room, basically, with a um, passage going off to the left where it says scratching there. And the other passage kind of going off, going ahead and to the right a little bit. You can see leading what you presume, if this map is accurate, towards the temple. All right. I'm going to listen real carefully because uh, they talked yeah. about there being scratching sound, so I'm going to see if I hear any. Okay, give me a listen um, roll with a bonus die. <laughs> Still a fail. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you just hear that wind, that, that wind sound. But yeah, so as you're coming into these passages, descending, descending deeply into the side of this mountain, um, you came to the fork of the tunnel. Um, you took the left passage, which drops a bit more sharply, but still manageable without clothing gear or climbing gear. Sorry, which then brings you to the next uh, area. The floors and walls here are smooth and slick. Um, the, the ceilings, however, are choked with stalactites of ice. Every now and then you'll see a, a great shaft of ice that is broken loose from the ceiling and is now driven like a spear into the floor. Um, the temperature in here is almost unbearably cold. Um, fortunately, you have cold weather gear. This has dropped well below 40 degrees, uh, 40 degrees below zero now, uh, which is considerably colder than it was outside. Um, there's a thick layer of blue ice covering all the surfaces, which uh, makes your descent a little bit difficult, but uh, you just go watch your footing. Um, and as you keep pushing on, uh, the ice seems to be getting thicker. Um, we still have our rope with Actually, us. Actually, now you, you now that you've made it to this area, you don't require a listener. I apologize. You can definitely hear to the left where it says scratching on your map. Uh, you hear a sound of a young girl whimpering pathetically. Oh well, I mean, if I hear a young girl, you know, I'm gonna go. Can't your eyes her. by now have adjusted to the darkness. Um, so it you could can see. The tunnel that way is over 50 feet wide um, and seems to get even larger the further it goes in. The monster on the roof was a girl. Be careful. Yeah, she's. we will be. Um, oh. Give me spot hidden rolls too, those of you, the four of you there. Um, while we're doing this, Ian, I'm going to surreptitiously hand Harold my pistol. Okay. And try to show him, pull it back, to load it, that's safety. That's off safety. That's all I got for you. All right. Are there bullets in there? Yeah, there are. You said you couldn't find bullets earlier. You're a liar. This is my pistol. This oh, is my okay. personal pistol. Don't lose it. I don't know I what a 38 it. is. This isn't a 38. <laughs> Walter? Pass my spot hidden. Okay, so th those of you who passed your spot hidden will notice like um, there's obvious evidence that uh, intelligent hands have helped shape these caves and tunnels a bit. It's not just a natural formation. Okay. Um, so this is where you've gone. Here we go. So yeah, that that uh, are you using any any further light source, um, or just using the kind of natural light of the cave itself? Do you this want to actually a, enhance it with your flashlight or? This is a natural light right now. Okay. It's mm -hmm. good to know. Uh, let me look at my map again real quick. Right. Yeah. Okay. So as you kind of move towards the, uh, the sounds to the left, the descent in the passage is significantly greater, uh, which makes walking even more difficult. 
Um, do you have cleats on your boots? I don't, probably, probably not. No. not. Probably, Why would yeah. we? Yeah. Oh, okay. give me dexterity checks, all four of you. Those guys down might. Towards the whimpering sound. Oh, I got a. I got a hundred. Harry slips, goes <laughs> ass first right onto the ground, and goes sliding down the tunnel out of sight. <laughs> Takes me with him. Like it, like on a silly slide. And Aunt Peachy goes right behind him. I got a hard. Walter, you managed to maintain your footing. Motherfuckers. I try to yeah, cover I'm good. my mouth so that I don't yell. Bjorn, you're also good. good. The, the, the two, the two really... ex-military guys are okay. I just say to Walter, damn it, I knew we should have tied them to something. Each other, a rock or something. Shit, let's, get to, let's go. Let's get it. On pay two and Harry, give me constitution checks, please. I need a hard success. Uh, huh, tumble no. down the ice. 79, no. No, Harry, you take uh, one point of damage from the bumping and sliding down. I pay two. How'd you do on that uh, Caster's check? An 06. Okay, yeah, you're fine. You um, you don't take any damage. You managed to slide just right. You landed you, not so hard on your tailbone like Harry did. Um, as you get to the bottom of the tunnel, you notice it is littered with chunks of ice and snow that have blown in from outside. Uh, down here, the light from outside no longer reaches, but yet it's not dark. Hmm. To the right, the cave opens up into a much larger chamber that seems lit by a dim, bluish phosphorescence within the ice. To the left is a narrower tunnel descending even deeper into the ice-coated cave choked in darkness. The whimpering that you heard earlier seems to be coming from this direction. Give me uh, listen checks again since you two are down here at the bottom. I imagine sure. Walter and Bjorn are going to make their way down a little bit more gently. Carefully, yeah. Once we hit the ground, I look at Harold and I'm like, shh. I don't hear anything. Yeah, I threw my hands over my mouth so that I wouldn't yell as I slid. Uh, 87. Okay. <laughs> okay. The listen checks is just not for this group. No. You just hear the whimpering still coming from down that, that, that way. Do you hear that? Do we hear it whimpering, though, even though we fell? Yeah. Right. You hear the whimpering, yeah, but you don't make out any detail or anything about it. That, that, that doesn't sound like a monster. That sounds like a, yeah, it sounds like a girl like a, or something. A girl or a young lady. Maybe it's Isaac. Maybe. I don't know what he sounds like when he cries. Let's go look. All right. Try and... Uh, I'm sticking next to him anyway, because... Okay. Walter, Bjorn, you guys are making your way down. Like, yep. You might hear... Occasionally, you might hear like a little whispering sound, maybe coming from them, mixed in with the whimpering sound of the girl and the the blowing of the wind. Mm-hmm. But um, you guys are moving on into that uh, darkness direction where the uh, the girls whimpering sound. Do you have a light on Pay Two? You said there was like a blue phosphorescent light coming through. Uh, that was coming from the tunnel, to, from the direction to the right, which would lead I right. think towards the temple. I'll go into my backpack and crack a, a glow stick. Okay. Okay. So, cracking the glow stick, you come into a huge amorphous chamber with a wide, smooth floor like a polished mirror. 
there are a number of alcoves and tunnels that spread out from this cavern. The ceiling is nearly 50 feet overhead and shimmers as if covered with some sort of sheer tattered fabric. The deep cold here seems to reach into your very bones, causing them to ache despite your cold weather gear. Um, any exposed skin burns from the cold. Oh my God, um, so cool. A few yards ahead of you, near the center of the chamber, is an unsettling dark mass, roughly five feet in diameter. The faint voice of a girl emits from the shape, repeating the whispered words, help me, help me, help me, followed by a chilling giggle. It's, it's, I've seen too many movies like this. There's no fucking way. That's, that's a... That's a the shape lifts itself off the floor, revealing it to be a bluish-gray spider with a pestilently bloated body and long, spiny legs. It is mottled gray on the abdomen, shades of azure on its forebody, legs and uh, uh, some tipped in black. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be the uh, antenna-like things or whatever you call them around the mouth. Um, suddenly, this hellish arachnoid lunges forward, skittering towards you, its childlike giggling raking at your already frayed nerves. Um, give me sanity checks. 23. Pass. What is the size of this thing? Oh, yeah, it's, um, <laughs> it's twice the size of a man. 21. Pass. And, and I... uh... Okay, the pass, you only lose one point of sanity from seeing this thing. I think, Harry, you would already cracked, though, right? Oh, I'm, I'm running. Uh, like, Pay2 has forever. or has not yet hit his 20%. I, no, I haven't. I'm at 66. Okay. Give me a d10 roll first. Uh, for your bout of madness, Harry, as you turn to run. Seven. Seven? Mm-hmm. Hey, you rolled flea in panic. <laughs> Very good. So you start trying to run back up. Except uh, it's icy on the floor, and so my feet are just doing this. Yes. Like <laughs> Scooby-Doo. Fred what about you? What about you, I'm paid to? I want to raise my Leonfield and, and fire. Okay. So, let's see here. Bonus dice for the size? Which means or? everyone is going to know that we're here. Uh, giant spider attacking? Yeah. No, not, not a question. But your dexterity? I think you're first, yeah. Go ahead. Make your attack roll on this giant spider as it comes towards you. Uh, do I get a bonus dice for its size? Or? Has to be build four for that. Does it? Let me see what yeah. its build is. Nope, it's build three. And I got a 54, and my rifle is 45. I'll spend a luck. So okay. nine luck. Nine luck to make it a success? Yeah. Okay, give me a damage roll, please. Uh, 2d6 plus four, uh, three, and a five, nine, 13 points total. Okay, minus its armor. Okay, got it. Yeah, you blast it, um, and you see some of the, uh, is it chitin? Or yeah, chitin. chitin. You see some of the chitin. The you carapace, know, kinda, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the uh, chitinous carapace kind of shatter off the area where your bullet penetrates, and you see um, a spray of some kind of almost like the, it's a strange looking liquid it's like the color of um, it's it's like the color of like melted snow it's not quite um, 
it's it's bluer than than normal water in a sense, you know what I mean? Or clearer. And uh, it still comes on forward though, and it will attack you as well. Um, it closes the range very quickly with its leap. And uh, are you going to dodge or fight back? Because this is essentially a melee attack. Dodge. Dodge. Give me a roll. What is its? Okay, cool. Nah, 60, and my dodge is only 35. Okay. Um, I have a hard success. Do you want to spend luck to get it down to a hard success so that it doesn't hit you? I don't, I don't even have enough. <laughs> okay, cool. I wasn't sure. I, I wanted to give you the opportunity. Yeah, thank you. No problem. So, damage. Okay. And see below. Here we go. Okay. Do you have armor? Uh, no, just the, uh, the winter gear and stuff. All right. The bite does 10 points of damage. Ooh. Physical damage. Yep. How many hit points do you have? I have 14. Okay, give me a constitution roll, see if you maintain consciousness. You think it's a major wound. Con check, you said? Yep, constitution check. For anytime you suffer a major wound, half or more your hit points, you have to make a con check to maintain consciousness. 45 out of 70, so yeah. uh, normal. So you don't lose consciousness, yep. Okay. Um, and I need a constitution check, a hard constitution check, please, as its poison starts to seep into your bloodstream. Uh, if I see Bjorn and Walter coming, I'm going to be yelling, there's a giant spider it got unpaid to. <laughs> yeah, you'll probably see that pretty quickly uh, as you're trying to scramble up, back up that, that tunnel, slipping on the ice. I'm going to spend seven luck to make that a hard. Make it a hard success? Okay. So you feel kind of sluggish, but you can still move. But you can feel like your, it's like your your muscles are tensing up and it's becoming harder and harder for you to move your arms and legs. It hurts, run. but you can do it. You can rest, push through it. I just yell, run. Okay. Um, and the creature, the spider stays on top of you. Oh. So you guys will see Harry. You'll probably hear him screaming anyway. Mm -hmm. Giant spider. Heard what do you guys do? I heard a gunshot. I'm going to keep yeah. keep advancing, but, you know. Yeah. Carefully. A little, bit, a little right, quicker. One more round, and then yeah. you'll get there. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to risk falling down and no, no, getting okay. in a worse situation. Look at Walter and say, "Spider, what the fuck?" Fuck. And Harry's Harry. trying to scramble up the. It was. It was. Uh, sounded like a girl. It sounded like a girl. It was whimpering, and we went toward it, and it was a giant spider. Here we go. And it was a trap, and and it was it was, it was and, and and I I kind of grab a hold of them, and I'm like behind them. <laughs> He's not paid you. Great. What would you like to do in the next round? You still well, have your gun. I, I'm gonna drop, just drop my rifle because it's a Liam filled bolt. It would take me around to load it. I just drop it and I pull out my nine millimeter and I'll, I'm gonna take three shots at the spider. I'm not running. Okay. I'm not, I think the poison's gonna take me. If I start running and accelerate my blood, it's gonna yep. just pump through me. So you have one level of exhaustion, right? I had zero because I slept. Oh, you have zero, right? So there's no penalty dice for that. You're at point blank range, so you get a bonus die for that. Nice. Um, but you're taking three shots, so that Correct. would be another penalty die, right? So it's basically just three straight rolls. Alright. Um, and the creature is not dodging. First roll. 
53 out of my handgun is 55, so normal. Second okay. is 27, which is a hard exactly. Mm -hmm. And the third is a 21, which is a hard also. Okay, so three, three straight damage rolls. And 1d10 each. So first is four, seven, okay. and three. Okay, the first one doesn't seem to penetrate, seems to ricochet off. The second one does penetrate lightly, and the third one ricochets off as well. And the spider attacks you again. Um, are you dodging, I presume? Yeah? Yeah. Go ahead and roll. Oh, freaking two. Nice, you dodge easily this time. As it... it oh, you know, lunges for you again, and you manage to kind of like tumble a little bit under it. Um, as you, you just emptied three rounds into it, you manage to kind of scoot under it, so it goes over you a bit. Um, and Walter, Bjorn, you guys will be making your way down now at this time. Harry, um, do, do you don't even need to make a dexterity roll. You're panicking. You're not making any progress. Behind this. Us. <laughs> but they walk past you, and you guys now see this massive spider on top of a on page on page is almost kind of like uh you know samwise with the, yeah. <laughs> using a nine millimeter instead what and the spider the... is creepily blue and frosty i flicked a three round burst okay um you guys have guns drawn i presume right so yeah I'll give you initiative same with on page i'm just gonna say the spider goes last okay um Who's got the highest? Let's see. Uh, the highest dexterity would be Walter. You get to go first. Come on, extreme. No, not, not, I hit, but in not my usual extremes that I've been Oh, yeah. yeah. What a shame, Walter. Might be the first time you shoot something that doesn't die right away. Oh, especially that damage roll. Uh, only seven points. Okay. Got it. Okay. That does penetrate. Um, but doesn't seem to slow the spider down at all. Bjorn, I guess you're next. Yep. How do we do burst? Oh. I can nod if you don't know. I forget now. The burst uh, is uh, you use the, your your submachine gun or machine gun skill, and if you get anything but it, if you hit, if you get it, if you succeed, one bullet half hits. If you get an extreme, all three hit with half of them penetrating. Oh, 69. That is not a hit. So 65. Pop, pop, pop. Yep. Do you want to spend the luck? Yes, I will. Okay, so you spend four points of luck, so you get one bullet hit out of the three. Okay, that's two die eight. Mm -hmm. Six. Thanks, Walter. Five. I had that ready for the last session. I don't think it ever came up. <laughs> Six and a five. Six and a five, so that's 11. 11 minus armor. Okay, yeah, that definitely got some penetration. Uh, pop, the spider's pop. still moving. Uh, on pay two? Three more shots. Yep, go ahead. Same same dice as same. before. Yeah. First is 03. That's a, that's a extreme. Yeah. yeah. Extreme. Second is an 84, which is a miss. Third is a 14. 14 is... Uh, you know what? I'll spend... Well, let's see how much you did with okay. first extreme first. I, I would have spend. to spend four if I... if So the first one would be 10, right? Plus uh, D10. 
10 plus a d10, correct. So three, 13 points on the first one. That kills it. All right, perfect. You still fire the, the three shots. And the second, right. the third one does hit again too, but uh, the first one was enough damage to kill it. Uh, and it collapses down onto the ground. Yeah. Um, oozing this, uh, like, icker. What is that called? Absolute zero monster colored icker. Icker. Yeah. I'm going uh, to pull myself out from underneath it. Okay. What in the crap? So that that was making the, the girls the little girl's voice? Yes, I'm poisoned. I got poison coursing through my veins. Yeah, he's in bad way. He's got uh, horrible uh, right. like his, his clothing is, is uh compromised on the uh right shoulder near his clavicle. I'm gonna try try and Do give we have him fights. I'm gonna give him some quick <laughs> first aid. Ryan. Yeah, go ahead and give a roll. Um, regular. Okay. Yep. So you take get one hit point back on Patriots. He stops the bleeding and does his best to. Um, yeah. Oh shit. So other than that, then the rest of the room, um, there are um, a couple of other tunnels that lead off of it, mm -hmm. further in. Well, we might as well yell for Isaac. I mean, we fired like ten shots down here. I mean, yeah. So I'm gonna call out Isaac. Yeah, I'll yell too. Let's see, Isaac, you are back here. Yeah, you don't even hear. You don't hear the gunshots. You don't uh, hear those screams or anything like that. You guys call it out, but you're not getting any response. Well, it's really cold here, so we uh, yeah came, we came this way because the girl was here. We thought a girl was here. Let's... What the hell was that fucking thing? Spider. <laughs> Snow spider. Nothing's normal up here. Yeah. Freaking it's Canada, the thing. Man. It can look like whatever it wants. Well, Size of about a, a Volkswagen Beetle. Alright. Uh, so we head back up and start heading back toward that temple. Yeah, yeah I agree. Get lost down here. <laughs> okay. Back up and back towards the uh, the temple. Huh? Sorry, my mouse is just not completely I'm, I'm going to give Wal uh, Harold a, a very quick, as we're walking, look, Harold, here's how you use this pistol. I know how to shoot a gun. You do? You, you have to look a like giant spider. I just ran. And what do you oh, do yeah. when you see a spider? Well, I apparently shoot at it. Well, I don't. I run for it. There was one in my bathtub a couple of months ago, and all right. I had I to just get the wanted, neighbor. I'm just giving you a lesson. Okay. All good. Okay. So moving into the uh, the temple room, you go back up the uh, kind of sloping um, floor where Harold and Ampetu slipped in the first place and slid most of the way down here. But you guys can working together. 
manage to get yourselves up back up to where you were and then take the other way to the right. Um, this, you entered a titanic cavern and you were first struck by the sheer size of the place. 200 feet wide, 600 feet long, and over 100 feet tall. It's large enough to hold a typical city block. I don't know if that's true, but the building. You're next struck by the fact that this vast space is lit by an eerie blue eldritch light that seems to emanate from everywhere and nowhere at the same time, as if by some radiance deep within the ice itself. Finally, your eyes manage to see the structure at the far end of this vast hyperborean cathedral. Two eight-story stone pillars flanked by a raised dais with wide stone stairs that ascend to a translucent blue altar glowing with an inner light of its own. Far above, the vaulted ceiling is covered with countless spears of ice that creak and crack ominously. The cold in here is nearly unbearable. You can almost feel it radiating from the profane temple, even through your uh, cold weather gear. Hmm. Um, Give me a constitution check, please. I'm awesome. 12. Cool. Yeah, you need a hard, hard success here. Oh, well, I, I was going to spend luck to make it a regular, but I'm not going to spend that much luck. Nope, 40, 40 luck. <laughs> Bjorn oh, likes it cold. Anybody, anybody else uh, make a hard check? I, I got 18, just shy of an extreme. On Patreon, Bjorn, you guys brush off. Harry, how did you do on yours? Oh, you failed. You failed? Okay, cool. So Harry and Walter, having both uh, not made hard successes, you are going to enter the first stage of hypothermia. Um, Is this the part where I start taking off my clothes? (laughs) (laughs) Not the first stage. (laughs) That's like a few few to go. We'll now have two penalty dice on all dexterity and intelligence checks. And you suffer two levels of exhaustion. You already had one level, right, Harry? I had two. Oh, yeah, two levels. So you suffer two more. So now you have the penalty die on all skill checks. Your speed is halved. You have a penalty die on an additional penalty die, that is, on attack rolls and characteristic checks. And you have, um, you require an extreme success on any strength checks. I think we're just going to go lay down in the snow and die. Because, <laughs> uh, be you that Walter, Walter, you just have the penalty die on skill checks and your speed is now halved. Right. Okay. Okay. <sighs> Other than all of that, though, the room otherwise seems um, devoid of life. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, That's everybody right. make a power check now. Huh. 93. Ugh. 53 pass. Now that's not a skill check, right? So no penalty <laughs> die on that. It's no, no penalty okay. die for you. There is a penalty die for Harry because he also has penalty die on characteristic checks. For him. Okay, ah, I failed. Extreme. Okay, so Walter and Apetu, you both passed. You can feel uh, the power emanating from that altar. You get a sense of a like a, a tear in reality about it, as if it's not really from this world, but there it is nonetheless. Uh, I go, uh, I'm paid to, uh, we've seen a lot of stuff, so, or else I wouldn't even be bringing this up because 
now I believe almost anything. See a fucking frozen spider. Uh, remember that thing I found on that dead kid's wallet about how to banish it? And it said they had to be within near a gate. Yep. This place is evil. I, I agree, but I think this is the place he was talking about where it had that weird language. I mean, you, I feel completely I don't have words for it. It's just unnatural here. I think this is the place. What what did that book say? What do we or that paper said that uh, we had to be we had to recite this chant for six hundred and twenty beats, and he converted it to twenty one minutes. We had to be twenty three paces within twenty three paces of the gate or doorway. He had to carve a symbol into the palm of your hand, and then it had the uh, chant, and it was spelled out phonetically for you. Well, do you think Isaac's still alive? Isaac! I'm going to yell it as loud as I can. Okay. You do that. And um, Isaac, go ahead and just give me a listen check. Because if there's no answer, I say leave. leave. <laughs> we at least put dynamite you've been kind of thing. sitting in here. Blow that thing up. Uh, mulling over Don't. your fate, Isaac, for about uh, an hour and a half or so. Fail. Up. Oh. Gosh, listen. <laughs> the yell even louder. Isaac! <laughs> if everybody else in unison. Everybody in concert. Isaac. Isaac. <laughs> okay. We got the snow cat. <laughs> How long are you guys gonna scream for Isaac? Just once or twice. Yeah. Once or twice. Yeah. Okay. Um. So from where you came in, mm -hmm. if you kind of look around, I mean, do you guys want to walk in and all get a little closer, get a better look at the room, or just want to stay near the entrance? No, let's go look at. The, no. Let's go blow this thing up. Yeah. Okay. Oh yes, and you were screaming, right? Of yeah. Course. Isaac, how could I forget? Um, in that case, yeah, that's going to. Um, all, all the monsters are in the other room with their ears, their ears plugged because right. you know it's awful. That's what, that's what monsters do. All the stalactites we looked up at a few minutes ago, we didn't think of that. Mm -hmm. oh. <laughs> uh, it's see. not an avalanche. It's Hey, did you hear that? I was kind of adjusting to the light, though. <laughs> you see, um, there's uh, like it looks like shadows beneath the surface. Shadows beneath the surface of what? The, the ice that you're walking on. Yeah. The floor. Mm -hmm. Like something's moving under the ice. Mm, do you want to shine a light at it? Try to get a better look. Yes. So shining a flashlight at the floor, you realize these shadows are from hundreds and hundreds of human corpses frozen within the ice of the floor. Oh. Each of these corpses is viciously gutted as if a huge clawed hand scooped out their innards. 
Looks kind of familiar, buddy. Holy crap. Sand check. Great. Do we need a sand check on that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Fail. Your mound of them as you look around. This what they described in. <laughs> Apparently, I'm good with anything now. Yeah. That's, uh, a, that's a tan. I'm like, so callous. Uh, whatever. Fuck. I okay, fail. Harry failed. As Use, usual. Uh, two points of sanity, Harry. Oh. And uh, <laughs> see here. Harold, look, a butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> In the cold, no way. Harold, you start. You start to feel extremely paranoid. Anybody else <laughs> fail? No. I'm in this situation because of all of you people. I think you already felt more paranoid. Yeah. You brought us here. No, you brought me here. I I wanted to get in the cat and go. I think I should. You can't Harry, roll a dexterity <laughs> check, please. Who me? Not 85. Yeah, no. Okay. So as he's complaining, and you guys are looking around, you're kind of near the center of this cavern now. You shouted a couple mm -hmm. times for Isaac, no response. He's complaining there, kind of near the, the center almost of the room. And you're looking around, you see there's about seven different tunnels branching off of this uh, this temple room, mm -hmm. um, including the one that you came in. Um, but you actually give me, Walter and Bjorn, I'll give you the chance to get a spot hidden check on this for me to notice. Uh, nope, Pimble DBI got me. <laughs> Fail. Okay. Can I spend five luck? Yeah, sure. I will do that. And then it's a you, regular success. As he's kind of complaining, you hear like a cracking sound. And you look and you see a stalactite dislodged from the ceiling above him and falling right down on Harry's position. Harry, duck! Run! Go! <laughs> If I can push him, I push him. Should I try oh, to dodge? Try to push him? Okay. Um, no, he, Bjorn pushes you out of the way. Bjorn, give me a dodge. That's a fail. 89. You see, I got a 16. Bjorn, you take three so. points of damage as the uh, selectite hits, glances you on the uh, the shoulder inside. Ouch. What'd you push me for? Crash. Ooh. Yeah, as you say that, you see this huge selectite shatter and smash. Actually, it largely sticks into the floor now that I think about it. Um, just like drives into the uh, ice to a certain extent and batters Bjorn a bit, knocking him aside. You were standing right in that spot a second ago, Harry. That would have gone right through you. Yeah. I think I think that I've, I've, I've now, I've, I've had it. Um, I'm One going to... Hit and check from everybody, please. I think I'm going to choose a random direction, a random cave entrance, and just start walking towards it and yelling, Isaac, are you in here? Isaac. That's a pass. What was it rolling for? That's I hit. didn't. Oh, I failed. Yeah, I failed. It's a regular yeah. pass for me. Uh, it's a hard for me. Get a sudden change in the air, a smell. Like a miasma of blood and death. Mm. As you turn and look to the left of the... Um, of the actual temple itself. There, one of the, um, the tunnels leading out is directly to the left if you were facing the temple. And one of these creatures has just entered the room and is looking in your direction and snarling. And I think that's a good spot for us to leave off for <laughs> next session. We're close enough to time there. Excellent. Hi, yi, 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 yi.
our players included Matt Ryan, Keith Craig, Jason Melanchok, Sean Little, and myself with Ian Christensen as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. We have a new patron. Kevin Wood has generously pledged $10 a month, which is amazing. Uh, thank you so much, Kevin. Uh, we will put it to good use. Uh, we also have another patron, well, a patron who's increased their pledge. Oren Mayer has gone from 3 to $5, so thank you very much. If you'd like to also help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel, and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.